Good morning, Kent Cove. My name is Pastor Corey. It's good to be with you this morning. This morning, we are beginning a new series called The Affirmations. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. But our text this morning comes to us from Psalm 119, beginning in verse 57 through verse, verse 64. The psalmist writes, You are my portion, Lord. I have promised to obey your words. I have sought your face with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. I have considered my ways and have turned my steps to your statutes. I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. Though the wicked bind me with ropes, I will not forget your law. At midnight I rise to give you thanks for your righteous laws. I am a friend to all who fear you, to all who follow your precepts. The earth is filled with your love, Lord. Teach me your decrees. Please join me in prayer. Bless us this day, O Lord, with vision. May this place be a sacred place, a telling space where heaven and earth meet. Amen. This morning, as I said, we begin a new series called The Affirmations. And for those of you who have been around Kent Cove or the Covenant, uh, the denomination to which we belong for uh, any period of time, you've probably heard us talk about the affirmations. The affirmations are essentially the six kind of core values or affirmations of the Covenant Church. And so, It's good to every once in a while kind of remind ourselves what these things are and talk about how it is that we uh, came to have these affirmations and what they mean. But the text that I read this morning is important to us as a part of this tribe we call the Covenant Church because it was the text of the sermon that was preached at the founding of our denomination in the late 1800s. So this is a formational text for us because it highlights, I think, for us one of the primary needs in life, companionship, friendship. Now, I want you to think for just a few minutes about the great stories or even the not-so-great stories, the guilty pleasure stories that we really love. We have these stories And one of the things that we love about these stories are the stories of friendship and companionship. There's something about a great story between that tells the story of of, uh, companions' journeys together that resonates so deeply with us. And so we think of, um, you know, some of the more uh, recent ones. We think of Katniss and Dale and Peeta. We think of Sam and Frodo. We think of Harry, Ron, and Hermione. We think of Batman and Robin. If you're my age anyways, you go all the way back to when Robin was always included. We think of Lloyd and Harry. We think of the Toy Story game. We think of Lenny and George. I think of Owen and John, who are characters from one of my favorite novels. Uh, called A Prayer for Owen Meany. We think of Luke and Han and all of those types of characters. And so as we this morning begin to explore these affirmations 
and this idea of uh, who we are, it's important for us to think about this foundational part of who we are. One of the hallmarks of the covenant church at its best is that we are a people who value both mission and friendship. We hold these two things together. Now, I happen to come from a family where I have deep roots in this tribe we call the covenant church. In fact, my great-grandfather was graduated from the first graduating class from North Park Theological Seminary, which is our seminary. So in my office, I have a wall that I call my heritage wall, and on that wall is this, this certificate of ordination. Now, this is not my ordination. This is my great-grandfather's ordination. So if you, can, if you get up close to it, you'll see that it's from 1904, signed by C.A. Bjork, who I believe was the second president of the covenant. And it just kind of reminds me of my heritage with this tribe that we call the Covenant Church. The other thing that's interesting is years ago, my grandparents were selling their, their home in central Minnesota, small town, and my grandpa had this big machine shed. He was a mechanic, and so he had all kinds of stuff that he collected over the years, and I use stuff lightly. Um, so, but as I was helping to clean out this shed, I stepped on something springy, and I bent over and found this sign folded over on itself. Mission Covenant Church. This is the sign from my great-grandfather's church, and this is the name that we used to be known by, the Mission Covenant Church. And so this hangs alongside that ordination certificate to remind me of the heritage that we have in the Covenant Church. But one of the things, as I said, that's um, important is this Mission Covenant reminds me that one of the earliest names we had for ourselves, we were called the Mission Friends. The Mission Friends. And that's what this text that we're looking at this morning highlights. This idea of being on mission, this idea of being committed to uh, the the commands of God, but also committed to those who walk that way with us. Now, the mission side of this, we will talk about when we get to that affirmation, which the affirmation that goes with that is called an aff- um, a commitment to the whole mission of the church. But to just sum that up this morning, what is the mission side of that mission, friends? Well, the mission side of the mission, friends, is this. It's that... Um, We are a people who are committed to be both great commandment and great commission people. We are a people um, who believe that the mission of God from the beginning to end has been the restoration of all things and the reconciliation of God with humankind. It is, in short, to be great commandment people who love God and neighbor and seek to share the good news of God's love with everyone. One of the old sayings that used to be used a lot and that you'll hear more about in coming weeks uh, that kind of encapsulates who we are as mission friends is this. It It says, for God's glory and neighbor's good. For God's glory and neighbor's good. So, as we explore what it means that we are a covenant church, 
We're going to look over the coming weeks at these six values or affirmations that define us. But this morning, I want to talk about the friends side of mission friends. Now, we just spent the summer talking about putting our faith into practices of everyday life that help us to stay connected to God. And what we recognize is that these practices are best put into play in relationship. That deepens everything. And so at the founding meeting of the Evangelical Covenant Church, a sermon was preached that described and formed the ethos of the Covenant Church, and that was that we would be companions of all those who fear Thee. Psalm 119 says, I am a friend to all who fear You, to all who follow Your precepts. So let's talk about these just this, this, this text a little bit this morning. The first, I want to just break down this one verse. First, that idea of friend. The word that's used here is literally companion. I am a companion of all those who fear you. In other words, we are ones who walk together even when we don't always agree about everything. We'll come to that that one later when we talk about the authority of Scripture and freedom in Christ. But the idea is is that whereas a lot of uh, denominations, a lot of Christian groups, a lot of religious groups decide who's in and who's out, who they will walk with and who they will not, we in the covenant have always taken a posture of if you desire to walk with Jesus, we will walk with you. That is the most important piece. We will companion with those who seek to follow Jesus. It doesn't mean we always agree about all the the nitty-gritty of our theology and our doctrine, but it does mean that we recognize that we are brothers and sisters, companions in Christ. Now, historically, that, that drives a lot of people crazy, right? Because For uh, our more liberal friends, they don't understand how we could possibly partner with these these fundamentalist conservative nutjobs, right? Now, on the flip side, our conservative friends don't understand how we could possibly walk alongside those liberal nutjobs, right? And we have very, when we're at our best, we have very happily walked that messy middle, to say, as long as you claim and seek to follow Jesus, we can walk together. I am a friend to all who fear you. We're going to do some very careful exegesis here. What does that word all mean? It's very, very difficult. Are you ready? It means totality of a mass or collective. In other words, all. We are a companion of all who fear you. Our posture as covenant people is always that we are not gatekeepers. We are those who fear Jesus, who love Jesus, who want to be about the business of loving people the way Jesus loved people, and we will walk with those who do the same, who follow your precepts. Interestingly enough, if you look at the the word that we translate into that phrase, who follow your precepts, 
Um, the words that are used to define that are keep, watch, observe, guard, cling to, observe for oneself. So this idea of who follow, oftentimes I think where we get tripped up as followers of Jesus is that when we read a word like uh, to all who follow your precepts, we add some words into that, right? So we, we translate that in our heads to all who follow your precepts the way I understand them to be, right? Whereas in the covenant, we have always agreed that as long as we are engaging Scripture and we are talking about what the demands of God are, we don't necessarily have to agree about every single thing. We can um, walk together and hold that tension, because we're all desiring to follow to the best of our abilities, to observe for ourselves the precepts, the commands of God. One of the uh, old covenant logos used to be uh, this picture of a lamb with a flag, and above it it said, in conjuncti Christi, right? And so the idea was, in Latin, it's um, that in essentials, um, unity, in non-essentials, charity, in all things, love. In essentials, unity. In all things, charity. Or in non-essentials, charity. In all things, love. In other words, we can agree, if we agree about the essentials, that Jesus is who he says he is, that we seek to follow him, and uh, then the rest we can figure out in love. Right? Now, granted... We recognize this is messy, messy work, right? Because it, there are those points when life happens and we have to figure out, well, what does this look like? I would contend that one of the mistakes we make in modern Christianity is that we read the Scriptures and we forget one very important part as we read these Scriptures. Think of the New Testament, right? You read all of the letters of Paul, what are these letters? They're missionary documents, right? These are letters from a founding pastor to churches he founded all over, um, you know, the Holy Land, all over the Middle East, and they're grappling with what it means to live their faith, and it's messy. And so at Corinth, they've got this mess. In Galatia, they have this mess. In uh, Thessalonica, it's a different mess. And Paul is trying to help them figure it all out. And unfortunately, we forget that that's the context. And so I think the part of our job as the church is to do that work, to take the Scriptures and to interpret them and to apply them to our situation. Now, the challenge is, is doing that in a spirit of devotion to Christ, love of God, and love of neighbor. To walk together through the, the mysteries and the messiness of life. So in the covenant church, we recognize that, uh, or we have always desired to walk with all who fear you, with all who seek to follow you. We walk with anyone who is seeking to love and follow the way of Jesus, whether they are just starting that journey or whether they are years down the road. Right? And this is where church gets hard. Right? Because some of us have been walking this journey for decades 
And so we're a little further down the path in certain ways. And the, the challenge with that is we think we have everything all figured out and we forget that we're trying to welcome people who are just starting that journey out. And somehow it, it's kind of like expecting, um, if, you, if you're a parent, right, it's kind of like getting frustrated with your five-year-old that they're not functioning like a teenager. Or, and this is even harder, uh, getting frustrated with your teenager because they're not functioning like an adult. Can I get an amen? Right? Because we do that. We assume or we kind of slip into this lazy way of thinking that, oh, well, this person should already be fully developed and fully mature, like me. <coughs> right? And so instead, we endeavor as people uh, of, as covenant people, as mission friends, to walk with all those who fear God. Now that, that fear word can mess us up, but remember that when we use the word fear, especially in the Old Testament, it really is talking about respect, right? It's talking about honor for the commands of God. It's not talking about abject fear, cowering in fear. It's talking about respecting and seeking to live up to. And so this idea that we walk with anyone requires a lot of us. It requires patience. It requires forgiveness. It requires generosity. Oh, wait, Paul talked about this. It's called the fruits of the Spirit, right? It requires us to be always relying on God and seeking to do the best we can to walk together. As mission friends, we walk with those of different understandings of Jesus and God's Word in humility, recognizing that we are companions of all who fear God and seek to follow Him. Not just those who look like us, not just those who think like us, not just those who believe like us. All means all. Here's another uh, translation of all. All also means messy. Are you picking that up? If we truly seek to be mission friends, we are committing to a life in community that is not neat and tidy, all bundled up, I's dotted, T's crossed, all of that kind of stuff, because we're dealing with human people in their own brokenness and sin, whether they've been following Jesus for 10 days or 10 years or 50 years, whatever it might be, we all have our stuff. And when we live in community, that stuff gets all mixed up and makes a mess. And then we have to commit again to walking together, not because we have it all figured out, but because we all love Jesus. So that is what it means to be a companion of all who fear thee. The covenant has always been a people who recognize the value in spacious orthodoxy rather than a rigid, singular interpretation of text and practice. You actually heard about one of these this morning already in our announcements. Those of you who maybe grew up in a more Baptistic uh, tradition maybe heard that announcement and were confused. How can you do believer's baptism and infant baptism on the same Sunday? How we can do that is because we believe that both find authority in Scripture. And so we honor both because we recognize that people of faith, people who love Jesus, think both ways. 
right? And so we have never, we have committed to never divide over the practice of baptism. And so we offer both infant and believers baptism because we find that both are found in Scripture. So instead of taking a rigid, singular interpretation, we have taken a position of spacious orthodoxy where we give people room to uh, follow their conscience as the Scriptures guide them. So friends, wherever you find yourself in the journey of faith, however you would describe yourself theologically, if you desire to explore life with God and the Jesus way of life, we in the Covenant Church have always said, come be our friends. Come be our friends. Let us walk this journey of faith together. Let's do that hard, messy, beautiful work of gathering around the table and talking about the Scriptures and what we understand them to mean and challenging one another and growing together because we commit to not just drawing lines and pushing people in or out because they don't agree with one particular idea or another. Friends, it's beautiful, but I'm not going to lie. It takes commitment. It takes work. And it takes a generosity of spirit that has unfortunately been demonstrated to be in very short supply in our country. Friends, I believe that if we can truly live into our heritage to be companions of all those who fear thee, the covenant is positioned to be a church that could be a, uh, an important part of bringing healing to our nation and to the church, to the wider church in the United States. But that requires us to renew our commitment to be companions of all those who fear him. It requires us to renew our commitment to that messy, beautiful work of community, of gathering around the table, of allowing the Scripture to speak to us, and then talking about it and allowing each other to, to teach one another. But when we don't agree, to be able to say, I see where you see that in Scripture, but that's not where I land, and that's okay. I land here, you land there, we love Jesus, let's keep walking. That, friends, is difficult, beautiful work. And at our best, that is who we as mission friends are. And so this morning, as we go to the table, we recognize, maybe some of you saw, there was a, there was a lot of conversation uh, a few weeks back about um, a certain tribe denying communion to certain people. I'm not going to go into the specifics of that, but the reality is, is we in the covenant believe that this is the Lord's table. We are simply waiters at this table. It is not our job to decide who is worthy to receive or not receive. All those who love Jesus are welcome at this table. So this morning as we come to the table... I remind you of that. If this morning you are with us and you've never 
uh, decided or, or wanted to follow Jesus before, but something in you this morning says that you want to be a part of that, that you want to be welcomed at Jesus' table, then you are welcome at this table. Let that be your first step of faith.